I admire others and their stories. I admire conscious connections. Getting to know people and learning from them in small and big ways. <laughs> Here's to connecting with others and sharing their stories and experiences from their mouths to your ears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Chat with Jay Bax. I have my amazing friend here with me, Marissa Mize. How's it going? Woo-woo, I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I have been thoroughly looking forward to it because you have changed my life. You and No More Lonely Friends has changed my life. And how it all started was I woke up one morning on a Saturday and I got on TikTok and I never wake up and immediately get on TikTok. But today was the day where I woke up sad and I was like, I just want to get away from reality. I just need to get on TikTok. So I got on TikTok and the second video was No More Lonely Friends. It was you. You, I'm getting chills just talking about this. You just arrived in San Francisco Mm. and you were looking for somewhere to eat. And you ran into a few girls who were around the same age as you and you asked them where you could go to get some food. And they're like, oh, why don't you come with us? So you went with them, you sat down, started ordering. And then once you ordered, they were like, can you actually sit somewhere else? We want to just have us through here. So you chugged your alcoholic drink because you couldn't leave with it. (laughs) And you were eating sliders on the streets of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is happening here? I was so captivated by the story. And then you finished by saying, anyways, I'm here in San Francisco because I'm doing a meetup to make friends. No more lonely friends. I'm going to be at Chrissy Field. If you want to be there, you should go show up. So I said, fuck it, let's go, let's fucking try. I was going through a breakup. I was going through a transition of friends and I felt so alone. I felt so lost. And I showed up to Chrissy Fields. I couldn't find a place to park. I almost said, fucking, I'm leaving. I, I tried, but it's, it's not worth it. A parking spot opened up. I walked on to Chrissy Field and I walked away with two of my best friends now. I crying, sobbing, three months. I gotta go. (laughs) You created something so beautiful and have conscious connections specifically for me, but I know that you have for other people. Yeah. So I would love to know. I mean, I want to know everything about you, (laughs) but it all started with that one TikTok that went viral. Yeah. For you, where someone called out that two friends were talking about you and yeah. it got trickled back to you. Can you tell me how that found you and how that initially made you feel? Yeah, when the, when the video first went viral, I didn't even see it on TikTok. I actually just got it sent to me so many times that I eventually just like was like, okay, let me just look at the, like, the video on, on TikTok. So I went to go um, click on the link and you know, I had it sent to me about probably about like 30 times or something, 40 times, that was something like that. And I went on a video, it said, 
your name is Marissa and you live in New York City. And I was like, uh, no, like, what did I do wrong that someone filmed or something? I don't know. I was just so nervous because I, you never know. You don't know, especially because my name was on it. It was just yeah. like, oh, if you live in New York City, I was like, oh, my God. So I watched the video and the details were just too, like, too, too, uh, too lined. So I reached out to the guy, I made a response video, I, I messaged him, I commented on his video, I said, I think this is about me, if you can hit me back, like, let me know. Guy hit me back, we met up the next day, we talked about it, and it ended up basically just being like, yeah, okay, that was, those are my friends. And in the moment, I was kind of just like, haha, that's like such a funny coincidence, like weird, okay, anyway, and I just like kind of moved on. And then I woke up in the morning to 100,000 followers and 5,000 plus DMs of people around the world being like, oh my God, you're the girl with no friends. Or like, oh, you have no friends. Or, oh, screw your friends. Like, let's be friends. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the frick is going on right now? Like, what is going on? This is so psycho. I was, I was, I didn't even, I didn't even feel like something was like, it it didn't feel real like at the time. And I I didn't really understand what was going on. So I kind of just like was, responding to everybody kind of posting videos making sure everyone you know was up to date or whatever whatever you even want to call it and I ended up just messaging people back and then in the end I was like if we all want to meet up and be friends or if we all want new friends like why don't we all just meet up in one place and so that's when I came up with the the Central Park meetup and I just chose a day on a Saturday and was like show up at you know noon or whatever it was and and from there they just kept going and going and going until now we're at I think like 30 or something, 25, 30. And yeah, it just didn't stop. And I am still here loving every part of it. So it's really cool seeing just new cities, new places. I mean, hell, I'm literally packing for London to go to London tomorrow for a meetup. So like that's some, you know, I never imagined, never imagined that would happen. Yeah. And you were able to kind of leave those two friends or all the friends that potentially were not totally on your side. and make so many more connections, deeper connections, people who actually support you and are rooting for you. How does it make you feel to have that support system now? I never had that growing up. I feel like I always was surrounded by people, but I never had friends that were on the same kind of wavelength as me in a sense of either loyal dedication or whatever it was that I I would die for my friends like I know it sounds so dramatic but like I would seriously do anything for my friends like they're my chosen family and there's a reason why you're in my life if yeah if I don't if I if I didn't care to be around you like you wouldn't be in my you know what I mean like you wouldn't be in my life so like if I'm spending choosing to spend my personal time around you like you mean something to me and and I hope that I mean something to you as well and a big thing that you know I didn't really understand before was how much a support system backing me changed my perspective on things and having the friends that I do now are just it's incredible I mean it's so incredible to say I can call anybody and someone everyone would answer be like hey are you okay what can I do for you you know what I mean it's not like a oh what's up what do you need like it's like what can I do for you to help or whatever it is you know even when it comes to the picnics like I have an army of people that are volunteering and stuff and helping me. So it's cool. It's awesome. And it's really fun to be able to have that like, yeah, backing support system that I never really had. And I know when I was at the San Francisco meetup, you met a few girls um, at the first meetup at Chrissy Fields. And they were like, yeah, we went and picked up Marissa. We're, we're kind of hanging out with her. We're chauffeuring her around. And like <laughs> to have people who just truly value you, even after a few meetups is 
is such a showcase to one who you are as a person. I mean, I've met you in person. You are electrifying. You are absolutely <laughs> magnetic. And it's, it's no wonder that I, I fully believe in the energy of the universe, kind of putting this into your lap because you have so much to give to others and you supply yeah. them this space to really connect and, and share themselves. And, you know, you're, you're doing these meetups and all you basically say, just show up, bring yourself. How do you really kind of interact with those people? Or how do you try and like get people to, to mingle? Or do you think that they just kind of flock and, and go on their own? I think providing a safe space that everybody knows that the, everyone has the same intentions is very crucial. Um, I think that's the number one thing of like people coming in, being able to feel like they have the floor to be like, I need new friends, not like, Hey guys. And everyone's already like, sorry, we have our friend group. Like, it's not like that. So I think that's the cool thing about these things is that everyone comes with the same intention. So everyone leaves with the same purpose. So it's, it's very, very kind of forward of being able to come in, knowing that you're able to be like, Hey, I'm looking for friends. And everyone else is like, Hey, I'm also looking for friends. Cool. This is going to work out. Not like oh, we already kind of have our group, like, thanks for, you know, like, trying, like, whatever, so it's awesome, even if they met at the first meetup or whatever it was, and they already have a friend group, they're still welcoming in so many people, and that was the cool thing that I saw was just so many people welcoming in more people that knew, like, were new or whatever it was, that really just, uh, it was just so great, especially at the San Francisco ones, I feel like everyone was just, like, having such a good time, everyone's, like, so, uh, everyone's so great, but yeah, those girls that I first met at the first meetup, like we have a group chat, like we talk all the time, like, you know, and then they're like, Hey, do you need a ride from the airport? Like, Hey, do you need this? Like, do you need a place to stay? Like, like anything. So it's just cool to be like, I can go to some random city that I've, I don't know anyone in. And I know people because of this or like people care. So it's, yeah, it's just really awesome. Yeah. And when you're, when you're just with them, you know, you're outside of the big group do you feel that you connect with them on such a deeper level because you met here and that you feel like you're going potentially under surface level for those conversations? How do you kind of see those conversations going? I think it's almost something, it's very interesting because I feel like I'm, I'm the same person, you know, in and out of these meetups, but I feel like I, they get to see like a side that's very less like, you know, when I'm at the meetups, I'm like, I'm at work. I'm, you know, I'm in like my little <laughs> uniform. I'm like, all right, like, let's get to it. But like after the meetups, you know, it's very, I'm very relaxed. Obviously I'm very tired, but I'm very, um, just, I just get to be myself still. And it's cool not to have to change up mm -hmm. who I am to be like, Oh God, these people follow me on the internet. I got to be very specific. I got to be very like, like perfect and blah, 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 because I'm the same on the internet as I am in person. And everyone knows that. And like, that's the cool part is I don't have to put on this weird persona for people of they see me outside of my element and they're like oh who is this girl like she's completely different it's like no they're like oh it's the same person like cool we get to like you know be friends with her whatever so it's cool um being able to just be myself and also have people feel comfortable with me being around like if even if we didn't know each other that well they feel comfortable with me as a person being there with them yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely provide that safe space and you, you said that you're the same online as you are in person. And I totally feel that. And I know that you are. Yeah. And do you think that before, you know, the video went viral, you know, how was your persona on the internet? Do you think that you were the same or do you think that you feel more free because you were exposed in a way and now you can just show up and be yourself? I think before I was 
I was pretty, I mean, I was still pretty much like myself. I was very vocal about my opinions, whether it was like about mental health or about, you know, treating people right or whatever it was. And in my own struggles, I was very, very open. You can go back through some of my posts and I was very, you know, personal. And um, I think that kind of paved the way for now what it is, because a lot of people can look back through my content and say like, oh, cool. She never changed. She like either, I mean, you know, I can be better for myself, like whatever, like I can get better as a person. But I think that's the, the great part about this whole thing was that I didn't just switch up one day into I'm an influencer now it's like no like I was already there in a sense of being myself but now I just had more people following me on the internet that cared to to look at it or cared to watch it um but yeah I, I really think that it's it's less tiring being yourself because it's like you don't have to put on this whole freaking fake bullshit of like hey this is me I hope everyone thinks I'm perfect on the internet and then I get to meet you in person I'm like hi like, why are you talking to me? You know, like, could you imagine if I was like that? Oh my Lord, that would be tragic. tragic. Yeah, we would not be here today. No, sure. no, never. Weird. Well, and you mentioned mental health. And I, I think a lot of my episodes really kind of stray over to that. Um, I mean, mental health used to be such a taboo topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. And now the internet has kind of highlighted that having mental health issues is such a norm. And a lot of people can relate to similar things you are feeling. So, you know, we have our friendships that are are falling apart, new friendships that are beginning. How did your mental health kind of, did you struggle in the mix of everything? And how did you struggle? I am not going to lie. When the video first went viral, I was um, being referred to as the girl with no friends, like hundreds of times a day. And like people would stop me on the street and be like, oh my God, you're Marissa, the girl with no friends. Or like, oh, you're like, the, and I'll be like, why are we referring to me as that? That is so poor. That is so awful. You can just stop with your Marissa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. And it was kind of weird because I didn't really have time to process because it happened so fast and so quick that I just kind of, it like mowed over and just went straight up my head. But the biggest thing I feel that happened was just like being constantly reminded of, I never knew why these girls thought this way in reality of me because I'm, I'm like I'm not a threatening person I don't know like I don't think I'm a threatening person but like a lot of people take um my hot like not high spokenness but very like I can speak to anybody like I, I'm very confident with speaking to strangers obviously like I'm very um just out there so like I put myself out there and so a lot of people get um quote-unquote threatened by if you know I'm, I'm very well outspoken um And I think that it was really hard to be put out in front of not knowing why these girls like really thought of me that way, but also not really ever probably getting to know and also not really wanting to know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, but it also helped because it was a lot of people reassuring me, Hey, this has happened to me before. Hey, this has happened to me before. And then I got these great friends out of it. So it was just, I let go of that. And it was really hard in the beginning, but now I'm like, lol like they were awful friends anyway like what like this wasn't the first time they did this to me so like it was it was a very I mean it was a boot out the old get in the great like a type of situation so yeah yeah and how do you think that your mental health has you know elevated with these new friends that you are consciously choosing who choose to lift you up I mean the first thing is they're constantly lifting me up they're constantly supporting me I'm constantly supporting them and I feel like in the first time in my life I'm able to give the support that I'm getting as well. And that really just 
I mean, elevates me. I have people checking in on me on Saturdays that they know the meetups are Sundays that they know the meetups are people are texting me. Hey, have you drank water today? Like, I mean, cause they know, they know, because I'm just so like focused on everything else that they're like, Hey, did you eat today? Like, Hey, did you get your, you know, like water in today? Like whatever it is. So it's, it's cool being able to have that, you know, supportive. If I know something is happening in my friend's life, I can text them at any time or to call them at any time. And and they can call me at any time. So it's just, yeah, it's really awesome. And also just being able to help other people is really pushed because it's a, such a passion project for me that like I get to be able to do this, that it helps my mental health as well because I'm also doing what I love and helping people and, and I really enjoy it. I get to travel and doing all these cool things. So I'm like, oh, you know, so it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you said like your, your passion project, you're, you're helping others. Did you so I guess, what did you do before this? And are you still in a full-time job? Or are you fully investing into No More Lonely Friends? Yeah, so No More Lonely Friends is full-time now. Woo-hoo. It's not, yeah, it's like <laughs> super weird because it's it's mostly, you know, social media type stuff. And then I, I still pay for everything for No More Lonely Friends, LOL. But um, it is a thing that I enjoy. And I think that money is temporary. If you spend it on something you love, it'll come back for something you love as well. Um, and the coolest thing about it what was the question oh my god my ADHD <laughs> what uh, <laughs> with with no more lonely friends now I'm forgetting the question yeah so what did I do before your, yes. what did I do before, <laughs> what did you do before? yes okay, yeah, yeah. yes because now you're full-time with no more lonely friends we anyway Marissa holy crap <laughs> so anyway so I was so like yes. friends. I was like yeah wow um <laughs> no more lonely friends started full-time maybe like two-ish months ago three months ago I, yeah, I think so. Uh, before this, I was doing wardrobe for film and television. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it for movies and TV shows and whatever, uh, commercials. And yeah, after that, I mean, it's that on set is like, you know, you can work up to like 18, 20 hours a day. So I was yeah. trying to do both and then trying to travel on the weekends. It was just not working out. And I also have so much behind the scenes work of No More Lonely Friends that people don't see that they're just like, what could be full time? I don't get it. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. You are correct. Like <laughs> you don't understand. Like, so, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly on Zoom calls, interviews, podcasts, example, like, uh, emails. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just like nonstop, like it is freaking crazy. So yeah. it is what it is, but yeah, it's very, um, very much full time now. Yeah. And do you enjoy, you know, sharing, sharing your story, every podcast, every show you're on. I know you're on Drew Barrymore. That's amazing. So like, how, how does that make you feel when you're literally in front of a crowd or with someone who you may look up to for, for years and years and years, and now you're there speaking with them, telling your story. Um, <laughs> when I went on to Drew Barrymore, I was just standing there like, I'm sorry, what? Like I was, I was not like, my mind was like, am I sitting in this chair is this fake I don't know it was so (laughs) crazy because when I walked on stage I didn't really even feel like I was there it was like I was watching myself from a third person perspective and I was just like um what the hell Drew Barrymore's (laughs) next to me and then Drew Barrymore was like starstruck by you and I was like are we I'm sorry are we who I'm on your show you're not on my show like why are you starstruck by me? Like this, it was just so mind blowing. I was, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was so crazy, but it also felt like one of those things, like when I got that email, it was, I just stared at it for 20 minutes. And then I was like, uh, and then my roommate was like, what's going on? And I just passed her the phone and she was like, is this a joke? I was like, Bessie, it's not a joke. 
it's not a joke. I uh, no, and I had to choose between a few talk shows actually. So that was also weird because I was sitting there choosing between the top talk show people in the world, and I, you know, got to choose which one I wanted. I mean, it was crazy. So it's really cool, and it's also just so mind blowing that it's gotten to that point. And I just, I thought that was going to be, you know, the highlight of my life. And in all, in all realness, like it, it was great, but I hope that's not just the highlight of my life. You know, I hope it gets better like in, or like higher up after that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. I was, you know, 23 being published front page in the New York Times. Like it was something like that, that I was just, it was just mind blowing. And I couldn't, I mean, it, it goes straight over my head. It's so, it's so crazy. Yeah. And you've hit just a 23, a million milestones at 23 yeah. in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm thinking back to, you know, when COVID happened and COVID's still technically alive. And like last year when we were in that space, not really meeting a lot of people, did you think that you were ever going to be in a space where you are now just meeting so many people, bringing so many people together in this, in this crazy new world after COVID? No, I didn't. In all realness, I didn't even think that we were going to get to this point. Honestly, I was so, you know, I was so nervous that it was just going to keep going for for years and years of not even seeing people outside, honestly. And, um, you know, example, like on my 24th birthday, a few weeks ago, I literally invited all of my followers on the internet to my birthday party. I rented out this bar and I literally was like, show up, show this amount the door and then say you're here from Rose's birthday party, like whatever. And it was stuff like that where I just last year I spent I spent my birthday alone, you know, and I was not even close to thinking like, oh, next year hundreds of people are gonna show up at my birthday party, like whatever. And it was just so great seeing everybody out and just having a good time, no worries, nothing. And being able to celebrate with people like that, I didn't even care if we'd met before or whatever it was. I was just like, you're here having a good time, I'm having a good time, cool. Yeah. Good. We're having a good time, you know? And yeah, I didn't, I didn't think we were going to get to that point again. And the fact that I get to do this now as a job, quote unquote, um, is just ridiculous. Awesome. But so ridiculous. (laughs) And hundreds of people just showed up to your birthday party. Yes. So many. I don't (laughs) even like people would just show up and be like, I follow you on the internet. I'll be like, welcome to my birthday. Like it was just so funny. Or like, yeah, like, or like people that followed me or like we follow each other and we've talked for so many months or whatever on on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it was. And we never really got to meet. I was like, yo, show up to my birthday party. Like let's meet. And like this one girl, Lexi, like we never really met, but we talk all the time on, on TikTok and Instagram or whatever it is. And we finally got to meet and she was like, oh, and I was like, what? It's just funny that we got to meet at my birthday. Like at some random, you know, I just, I was like, come to my birthday party. She was like, okay. Like I got to see some old friends. Like it was just cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, you're bringing people together constantly. And like, what do you think that you give off to like make people feel just so comfortable? Like I, what, what is your aura that you have? That's a good question. Um, I feel like, first of all, I have a very high opinion of not letting people judge others, like based off of who they are. So people already know going into it, they're not going to, I'm not going to be like, who are you? Like, whatever. I'm not going to talk to you. Um, another thing on top of it is that I, I love talking to people, no matter what, what your purpose is of talking to me. If you just want to talk to me about life, sure. If you want to talk to me about something new with no lonely friends, sure. If you want to talk to me about 
hey, like a guy came up to me the other day at the meetup and said, you talk so openly about your ADHD. I have autism. Can we talk about that? Like, you know, so it was, it was something that he came up to me and felt fully um, safe with speaking to me about something that is a disability, quote unquote, in his life that he felt comfortable into talking to me about it because he knew I wasn't going to be like, oh God, please, like not, no, like, you know, and I, I um, grew up in a very different situation where I just um, was able to kind of put myself into other people's shoes and, and seeing a lot of uh, different ways of life that growing up, I just never wanted to exclude anybody. And I always felt excluded if I was too energetic or too much or whatever. And so I never wanted people to feel that way. And I still don't want people to feel that way because it's stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb that people exclude people for like yeah. being too much. I'm like, you're never too much. You're just not somebody's person. Like you need to find somebody that has, you know, a lot of people don't, can't handle my energy, which is totally fine. Like a lot of people are just so like in, introverted or whatever it is that I'm like, Hey, like, so sorry. I am a lot. Thanks. I'm going to you know but um yeah I just think that everyone feels safe enough to talk to me which is such a cool compliment I feel like uh every meetup I have somebody that comes up to me and says you know I I am so glad you're the same in person as you are online because I feel so safe being next to you and I'm like that's a killer compliment that is a amazing compliment yeah a crazy compliment because a lot of I think a lot of people in this world can provide an unsafe space And I know, I mean, growing up kind of what you kind of mentioned, like growing up, you were putting yourself in other people's shoes and to, to kind of feel, if you put yourself in someone's shoes, you can see someone getting shitted on and you can like almost feel like they're crumbling. So you're crumbling. It's like an empathetic way to feel with it. And when you were growing up and you were experiencing these things, did you ever have to hold yourself back? And then you had to be like, what am I doing? I have, I have to show up. Like, did you ever have that shift moment? in in what sense like when you were growing up in grade school middle school high school and you were in the place where you knew you were energetic and you you knew you were quote unquote a lot for some people did you ever try and hold yourself back in that time and then now you're kind of like fuck it I'm I'm me I'm gonna show up oh my god nonstop! I would change my energy depending on what group I was in I would hold myself to like a very specific standard in some people's groups I was very afraid that, you know, these people wouldn't want to be around me if I was just like nonstop. Like, and, you know, I have severe ADHD, like as a kid, I couldn't stop talking. I would, I would interrupt people. I still have problems with that, but, you know, I try to, I try to like train myself a little bit, but yeah, I definitely had those, those um, situations and conversations and people in my life that made sure that they knew like, Hey, you're way too much. I mean, even my teachers, like it was just, it was very awful to have you know, someone who's supposed to like light the way for you and teach you and be, and be a, a, a adult in your life. Be like, Hey, Marissa, like get it together. Like you need to stop talking to people, stop socializing. And that was funny. Always on my report card, it was too talkative, too social, like mm-hmm. to this. And I was, how is that a, a bad, a like, bad you know, I don't know. It's so crazy. I have all of my report cards from when I was a kid saying mm-hmm. talks too much, too sociable, like, you know, like too active to whatever. I'm like, that is almost embarrassing for the school that and the system school system that that was a poor thing that I was too sociable too talkative whatever so I'd always try to get it together and it was hard because it's not like I was just bouncing off the walls because of sugar like everyone thought I was a kid you know doing this it was just I had severe ADHD and no one cared to like 
even process that you know so it wasn't really a big thing back then and it also wasn't a like I feel like now everyone's always like oh my my ADHD my ADHD and I'm like you don't realize like it's a it's a disability like it's a problem like it is a really big problem and um you know I'm I'm glad that I know about it and I I studied it in college and I did a lot of research on it to to get better for myself but yeah it's still there it still will be probably forever but you know I try I try my hardest but I don't change myself for anybody anymore yeah and I think a lot of people can relate to you know ADD, ADHD, and how it affects mm-hmm. them. Do you have any thoughts to kind of share with them? Maybe tips on, on just being yourself or, you know, do you medicate or where are you at in, in your ADHD life? Yeah. So I was, um, diagnosed with ADHD. I mean, when I was younger, I've always had, like, I've always had it, but I never was able to sit down at a doctor and talk about it until I was 21, I think, or 20, yeah, 21 or 22. And when I, you know, I sat down for ADHD and came out with three other things, but I had, they gave me medication for it. And I was so nervous on being, you know, addicted to it or whatever. And, you know, they can throw you out or all they can throw you whatever you want. And it is scary. So I have done some, you know, like at home remedies type of stuff. You know, there's people with ADHD that can run on caffeine. If I get caffeine, I get severely irritable. I get angry, like almost I get very just like no one talked to me no one touched me claustrophobic like it's very weird so but I also have a friend that runs off of caffeine and she has also ADHD so it's different for everybody I've learned that you know um not doing things on the last minute but also sitting down and writing down I have a whole thing here that you know I need to I need to write down every every thought that I have so that I can see it physically. So I know it's there and I know I have to do it. But if I just think about it in my head, it'll clutter my brain because I can only process so many thoughts a day. And I also am easing on myself before I was so hard on myself and would be like, Marissa, you can't take a nap. You can't lay down for 10 minutes. Like you can't, you can't do that. You have so much to do. You can't do that. But now it's like, if I take that 10 minute break, 10 minute nap, 20 minute nap, whatever it is, I'll be able to bust out everything else. In a, in a long seat, but if I sit there and I'm like, oh, I need to do this before I take a nap, I won't do it because I'll just sit there and think about how I want to take the nap. So, you know, it is different for everyone. I can literally talk about ADHD for hours, but in, in a general sense, it's what's best for you and not anybody else. There's mm-hmm. some days I'm able to take my medication. Some days I'm not because I'm like so scared of it. I mean, it's so such a weird concept because I really want it to be fixed and solved, but I know it's not going to be, but also it's, you know, different for every single case. And I wouldn't change it. I wish it wasn't there, but also it makes me me. So I can't do anything about it, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like you're, you're embracing it now. Something that you may have been ashamed of because of teachers in the past or other people talking to you. You're now like, Hey, yeah, I have this. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm a badass bitch regardless. Like, and I'm going to do things that are best for me. I'm going to be gentle (laughs) with myself. I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, no more lonely friends has helped so much because it gets me out and talking to people and it drains my energy that I have so much of to the point where after I'm like, I'm tired. I get to sleep tonight. Like, you know, it's, (laughs) it's so it's cool being able to kind of put all that energy into the meetups and everything that I get to like talk, talk, talk. So that in the end, I'm like, I got all I wanted. Cool. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and you know, you're talk, talk, talking, you're go, go, going. When do you make time for yourself? 
you know, I'm working on that. <laughs> I think, I think after the meetups and stuff, I mean, when I get to just like unwind and kind of just like stop worrying about, you know, at the meetups, I'm always worried about like, if anyone feels left out, if anyone's standing on the outside, if anyone's nervous, blah, 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 trying to always facilitate and like nonstop after the meetups. Um, if we go out or if I'm just hanging out with some people, I get to kind of let that go and make sure like I'm okay and I don't feel left out and I, I feel okay with myself. So I think that's something I'm still working on, but also I'm, you know, doing what I can for myself for sure. Yeah. But once the last meetup's over, then I'm going to take a, a hibernation for the winter. Yes. And how do you check in on yourself? You say that your, your friends are really good at checking in on yourself, on you. How do mm-hmm. you look in? You're like, okay, how is Marissa doing? What can I do to best support myself? I think that honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not too good at that. I, uh, my manager usually is the one cause he talks to me all day, every day is the one that's kind of like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, you don't seem okay. You know? And I also though think that if somebody, I think about if somebody texts me right now, like, Hey, how are you? How I would respond. That's how I check in on myself is like, if someone was to be like, Hey, do you want to hang out right now? that's how I would feel is, is how I would respond. Like, Hey, maybe not right now. Like I'm not feeling great or like, Hey, yeah, I'm fine. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that a big way for me to check in on myself is to my irritability level. Like if I'm kind of on a last straw, I need to like take a step back and, and really just like chill and be like, Marissa, get it together. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm a very go, go, go person. So I kind of almost my me time is like on the plane alone. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's just <laughs> my time that I'm like, no one's talking to me. I don't know anyone. So it's fine. Like, whatever. It's funny that when somebody knows me sitting next to me on the plane, that's I, I, <laughs> yeah, this one flight that I was on, this girl knew me and she was sitting next to me. She's like, I hate to bother you, but are you Marissa from TikTok? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then she it's talked me. to me for five hours. And I was like, <laughs> good, good, good. So, yeah. well, what do you do on the plane if no one is talking to you? No one recognizes you, which good thing we have masks still. So like, that's kind of your barrier. <laughs> but what, what do you do? Do you read a book? Do you do you journal? Do you just sit there and listen to music or sit in silence? Usually I, that's my sleeping time because okay. I don't sleep very much. Yeah. Um, so that's if if I'm able to sleep or if I'm exhausted, I will pass out like ASAP. But if not, I'll usually like edit videos or do something on my computer, catch up on work, whatever it is. But yeah, it's, I mean, the flight to London today is going to be about seven and a half hours. So I'm going to kind of divvy it up between getting some work done and maybe taking a nap because of the time change. But otherwise, yeah, it's usually just, I pass out because of how exhausted I am. Yeah. And you're going to London. balls! that's incredible what like I'm so excited so are you you're going alone are you going with someone so I'm quote-unquote going alone but then actually a guy that I met at the first meetup his name is Rich we're great friends now he was like I'll I'll go to London with you I was like bet okay so he's, he's coming he's on a different flight than me he's like going a different day but um but yeah he's going and then I know like a ton of people in London. I don't know why I know so many people in London, but a lot of my American friends, um, two, two of my friends from high school live there now. And, uh, a girl I met when I used to live in LA lives there now. So it's cool. I'm like, I know a ton of people in London that I'm like, let's do it. And then a lot, a lot of people from the world only friends reached out. 
So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just see and kind of hang out in London as a local. <laughs> yeah. And how long are you going to be there for? Five days. Five days and only yeah. one meetup. Or are you doing multiple meetups in this one? Just wow. One. So yeah, you get to explore on a little bit. Yeah, I know yes. because I, I wanted to, I was going to go like yesterday, but yeah. I need to stay for Thanksgiving for like my friends and family and stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. So I, um, am leaving tomorrow night on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. night. So I am going to do that. And then, yeah, I really wanted to be able to finally explore the city and, and take a time to see I'm like if I'm going to London I'm going yeah. to London like <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah so I had to do that I had to do it um what are your like plans and like what do you do when you are traveling but you have some like alone time or you have some time just to kind of explore like do you have predetermined plans or do you kind of just wing it like what's your flow I'm, I'm really interested in a general sense with traveling, I'm the most, the most chill person to travel with. <laughs> I don't care what we do. I'm like, as long as we go outside and see some shit, like fine. Like I don't care, but I'm, I am not, unless it's like a very specific country that like you need a plan, then I'm like, all right, we can, we can figure some stuff out, whatever I can like, you know, I, I want to see big Ben, like, yeah, yeah I see, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, otherwise I'm like, yeah, we could just take a little walk outside. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm in London, bro. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like whatever <laughs> you want to do, if you want to do something, sure. But otherwise I'm chilling. Like we can go to a pub, like whatever. So I am one of those people that just, if I have some free time, I, when I was in Canada, I had some free time. I just, I literally just took a walk around the city for like three hours and I just walked. And I just saw a bunch of stuff. I was like, this is super cool. And um, yeah, I just like looked up like things around me, cool things to do around me. Like, and I just kind of go, it doesn't really, I'm not a huge, like I have to be this place this time. Unless it's something like I went to the country for, but otherwise, yeah, I'm very chill. Very, very, let's do this thing. Yeah. And do you try and meet people when you're like just going and doing these things or like, what, what does that kind of look like? Are you very social in that way? Yeah. Um, I, in like in Canada, I posted on my story like, "Hey, I'm in Canada. Who wants to hang out?" And I ended up hanging out with this girl, Shannon, who um, does like TikTok as well and stuff like that. But she now we're we hung out that night, and now we're going on a Banff snowboarding trip in February. Like, yeah, like it's cool, what? like it's so cool. And so and yeah, just stuff like that where I just it. it she just messaged me. And she was like, "Hey, you look cool. You want to hang out?" I was like, "Cool. Oh, you don't look like a serial killer. Let's hang out." Like, you know. <laughs> But she, um, she's so awesome. She was literally one of the coolest people I ever met. But um, like, yeah, when I, when I go to these places, if somebody, especially in New York, like this is such a New York thing, but when we go out to bars, I'll just like, haha, make a joke to the person next to us and then end up doing a bar crawl with them for the rest of the night. You know, it's stuff like that. That's very, very, like, I am really good at that. And I also just love meeting people. And also you never know like what somebody's doing. If they are in a, like if they're going on a bar crawl or something, you'll see some, maybe some underground speakeasy or like something, you never know what they're doing. And yeah. And what can you like, how can you encourage other people to do that? Like, what is like anything that like you, how do you get out of your comfort zone? This like, just do this or just say one, two, three, touch them on the shoulder and be like, ha Yeah. Like what, what is the move? No joke. It sounds creepy. This is like so creepy, but (laughs) I eavesdrop on people's conversations in a sense of like looking for an in on their conversation. Mm -hmm. If I know they look like, if I, if I know they look like they're cool and like, they're not going to be like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like if I'm sitting here 
sitting next to somebody in a bar and they're joking about some random stuff or like joking about something or make a joke about something I can relate to, I'll be like, oh, ha ha, yeah, I would know, blah, 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 or something, something stupid where I'm just like, ha ha, I'm butting in. And you know, the, <laughs> when I was in Canada, somebody next to me, like an example, somebody next to me made a joke about Americans. I was like, yeah screw Americans, right? They're the worst. And they were like, <laughs> you're American, aren't you? I was like, what? <laughs> no, why would you ever say that? And it was just, you know, and then they ended up talking to me and we ended up like going to a bar, but it was just like something like that. That is just, yes, it's the extrovert in me. I understand not a lot of people are that extroverted, whatever it is, but I also am so people are so willing to talk to people now. And also it's a joke. Like if they don't want to talk to you, or if they don't want to do anything, they'll be like, oh, nice talking to you. And then move on that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Like it doesn't have to be this whole long winded thing. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, um, you just kind of have to take a, take a chance, bite the bullet and do it. It's might be embarrassing or or awkward at first, but just keep to it. Hold on in, go for it. Yeah. And what you kind of said there where it's like, you know, if they're kind of not into it, they can just say, all right. And bye. Yeah. I really learned at no more lonely friends. The two times I went, it's like, I first walked up to this group of people and I sat down there on the very edge and we were chatting and they were cool, but I was like, I think there's something else out here for me. Yeah. So I wasn't afraid to just be like, all right, it was really nice talking to you guys stood up and then went over and chatted with a girl who's now one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I did the, the second meetup. We were kind of chatting with some girls and I was like, you know what, this is a great conversation, but I think they have more in common and I can find someone else who I have more in common with. So it's just like, yeah. you guys are awesome. I'm gonna go like hit it. Like, let me know if you need anything, I'll be around. And it's yeah. just having that, that knowledge of yourself, of what you're looking for, your intentions of the conversation, and then it's being very able important, to, right? And then being empowered to just kind of like, all right, I'll see you next time. And then going it's to find so, else. yeah, it's so, so, so well done when it's, you know, what you're looking for and yes. you find it, you're trying to find it and not just settling because you're like, oh, I need to make friends. Like, sure. I'll talk to these people. It's like, no, if you're not going to click with them, you're not going to click with them outside of this. So why are yeah. you wasting your time? So I mean, that's, it's like not wasting your time. It's you're talking to people for sure. But yeah. like, also you need to look what you're looking for. And if it's not that one group, then look, there's other people and like, woohoo, like whatever, if maybe go get, I don't know, just, it's so, it's so good to know that you like what you want and what you need. Yeah. And I have been talking to some friends where, cause I moved to San Francisco, so I didn't really mm-hmm. know anyone from there. And I was talking to a friend the other day who mentioned about casting a net out and then yeah. reeling the net in. And sometimes you have to just throw people back out into the ocean. And yeah. that's okay to actually acknowledge who you want to fill your net with and who you want to bring closer. And to understand yeah. that some people are just there for a season. And mm-hmm. that's okay. It happens and it does. <laughs> and guess what? Whatever. It's, yes. it's, sure. It sucks. Sometimes you pour your whole life into these people, but guess what? It was meant to happen and it, it did. So move yeah. on, find it, people that will match your energy and, and put better, put a, put better support in your life than those. Exactly. So we have energy, we have support. And is that what you look for in specific friendships? Like what, what does friendship mean to you? Friendship, it means a lot of things to me. A big thing that I talked about this yesterday. Um, and it really, I didn't even, until I said it, I didn't really realize it, but friendship to me is when you're in a room with they're in a, you're not in the room 
and that person is, and someone brings you up, whether good or bad, and all they have to say is supportive, good things about you. Say someone talks poorly about you and they really, I mean, say my best friend was in a room with somebody that was like, Marissa is so annoying. I, w- I would hope they would say, why do you think that? Or I don't think she's annoying. I think she's great. She's my best friend. You know, I, I would hope that someone backs that up and really just puts, puts me up above whatever someone else is saying. That's what I think friendship is. That's what I think family is. That's what I think supporting is. And yeah, you can do everything else. Sure, you can talk great about me on an interview or whatever it is, or to, to my other friends or whatever, sure. But if if you're in a room that somebody is talking poorly about me and you don't step up, that is not a friend. That's not a friend. It's not. And I didn't really think about how important that was until yesterday, until this person asked me about it. And I kind of sat there and was like, damn, I really hope these people are saying great things about me, you know? And I was on a FaceTime with some of my friends the other day because I was out of town and they were doing Friendsgiving together. And I was really, really sad that I couldn't be there. And I call and they called me, they FaceTimed me in and they were, everyone was sitting there and was like, we were just talking about you and how great you're, I mean, it's just stuff like that, that like, I just sat there and I was like, wow, like I didn't even ask for this. And they are making me feel reassured that, Hey, we're thinking about you. We're so sorry. You can't be here, but like, we care about you and we love you. And like, we're just want to know, like we support you and like, blah, 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 you know? And that was way better than someone just being like, Hey, like, yeah, she's great. Whatever. You know, I just, uh, I just am so passionate about that because I really think that is such a game changer in people's relationships and people that if someone's talking poorly about you, they don't just add on or they're just not silent. They just sit there. They, I just, I want someone to be like, yo, that's not how she is. That's not how it is, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She's a great person. She's whatever. I don't know. You can talk your smack, but also like, make sure you, you know, support your friend and, and care and make sure that the other person knows. Yeah. Like they, they advocate for you because yeah. they're, they're your person. And I think a lot of times we look at like uh, a partner as like your person, but your friends are your people, your person. Yeah. There are so many, there's so many things that friendship can give you outside of family and, yeah. and relationships. It's, it's a safe space that provides you with so much encouragement, the support they give you. And I mean, they challenge you and they challenge you in a productive way. And that's what friend, for me, like that's what friendship means is if someone can challenge you and support you, that's, that's how you grow together and how you become better people together. It's all about growing together and growing upwards and being, being, being together, (laughs) together, dang it. (laughs) Well, Marissa, you have been to so many places for these meetups and you are rounding out the year. So what is next for you? What are the next few meetups and what does the end of 2021 look like for you? End of 2021. Um, so London is this weekend. Woo-hoo. And then San Diego, Phoenix, and then Las Vegas. And Vegas is the last one of the year, not ever, just of the year. <laughs> I gotta, gotta, gotta correct that one. It is going to be a picnic during the day and then an after party. We rented out this big venue in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont street, which is, um, this incredible venue that they flipped from an old motel into like a huge outdoor venue. And yeah, it's going to be great. It's like a little tiny, like it's my first like ticketed event because we have the free picnic in the day, but then this is going to be like a $20 ticket, you know, and you get, um, 
it's going to be like a little, we're trying to get like music festival type vibes and there's going to be food, drinks, bars, like all this stuff, venue, um, vendors, all this stuff. It's going to be incredible. I don't want to share too much because I wanted to be a little bit of a mystery, but basically if you're in Vegas or if you're close to Vegas for December 11th, come through because it's going to be iconic. I am so excited. We're going to have some musical guests. Wow, can't say too much. But <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm just so excited. It's going to be so cool. And it's going to kind of be just like the end all be all of the year, just like a wrap up of like, hell yeah, we freaking did it. And it's going to be awesome. I could, I am so excited. It's dope. We just got, a re- I, yeah, before I hopped on this podcast, I got like some cool news about it. So I'm just like, I'm living. So the fact that you asked me about it, I'm like, oh, look, I'm like blushing. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm very excited. It's going to be really cool. Oh, I love that for you. And you deserve all the good things. You have put out so many amazing things into the world. You have provided so many people a safe space. Yeah. Amazing friendships that they're taking with them. Like Marissa, I literally cannot thank you enough for what you did. Like the reason I started podcasts with guests, I've already had, I had a podcast before I met these friends, but they encouraged Mm. me to talk to people because my passion is connecting with others. And they're like, fuck yeah, just do it. Mm. No, seriously. (laughs) It is. And if you want to do it, you can do it. Do it. You can do anything. (laughs) You can do anything. Bye. I want them to, I want you to let us know where they can find you on TikTok, Instagram, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you and let them know how this episode resonated with them. And then when the lonely friends come back in 2022, where can they find you there? Um, Instagram and TikTok, Marissa Mai is just my name, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-M-E-I-Z-Z. And then no more lonely friends on Instagram. And uh, if you want to rep some shirts some sweatshirts some sweet or whatever, you know, get it all. It'll be no more lonely but yeah, the 2022, we're going to start up with the meetups again. Not as many as I did this year because um, that was too much doing two states per weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was a little psycho of me. I'm not going to lie, but we're still going to do them. It's going to be great. And I am just so excited to just keep these going and, and continuing to meet more people. Yeah. You have amazing future ahead of you connecting so many more people and getting so many more friends for yourself because you deserve yeah. all the friendship. <laughs> Love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rizzo. I'm going to sign off. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was Let's Chat with Jay Bax. We'll see you next time.